And the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground, and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living soul. Our life is wrapped up in an ancient story that began in the Garden of Eden. There it says we were made in God's image, but it also says we are fallen in Adam. This reality shapes our lives. The war in the Middle East, the war in Ukraine, the war in Myanmar, I could go on. But then think about our day-to-day lives. This little story at the beginning of the Bible has such great implications. It's enough to ask who will deliver us from such things. A moment ago, you heard a recording by an actor friend of mine, Ted Staunton. Later on in this episode, we discuss how the stories of deliverance we find in the Old Testament point us to Jesus, including the Garden of Eden narrative. We also talk about the power of the spoken word, especially when it comes to scripture. In fact, I've been looking forward to sharing this conversation with you for a long time. Ever since I heard Ted recite some of the book of Daniel for me at a summer picnic, right then and there I knew we needed to produce a special recording of Old Testament passages. And I'm happy to say that project is complete. It's called Experience the Old Testament, 10 Stories of Deliverance. And you can get it, a two-CD set, at haventoday.org as our thanks for your gift to the ministry. We also have a digital version that we'll send you. Remember, it's your support that makes this podcast possible. More on that later. For now, let's get started. I'd like you to meet Ted Staunton. This is a week where we are experiencing the Old Testament. And we're doing that with a friend of mine. His name is Ted Staunton. He's originally from England. Uh, He lives in greater Vancouver, British Columbia. Ted, uh, we've had you on the program many, many, many times, but this is the first time we've ever had you on in an interview setting. So welcome to the program. Thank you so much, Charles. It's a blessing to be with you. Well, let's go back to last summer. It happened to be July 1st. You and I were at a party together. We hadn't seen each other in a few years. And I said, Ted, what are you doing? Are you still acting? And why don't you just tell me how you replied? Uh, yes, I had um, had some experience with uh, acting. I, I, actually, with our, our church, um, and uh, and with other local drama groups, and uh, uh, when COVID hit, um, that all ended. So um, after a, a while of uh, inactivity, I, I bethought myself to um, oh, to to uh, keep exercising my my brain and uh, to uh, to study some scripture and to memorize it and to um, just act for for myself. Um, I had no. No uh, ambition of public speaking or anything like that, but um, I just decided to to learn some scripture, embed it into my mind, and then uh, I just ha- happened to be at this uh, this party that you mentioned, a family gathering, and uh, <laughs> and uh, you you asked me out of the blue what I was doing, and uh, and so it, so it began, and 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 then I said, well, can you do something for me? And there were. I don't know, maybe 10 of us sitting around in this backyard garden, and you recited from Daniel 3. But you did it dramatically as an actor, and everyone was mesmerized by it. There was something that kind of caught hold in 
God's word being recited by you, having memorized it. Why, why was it moving to all of us there? Well, I, I think, without seeming to be arrogant, I think, I think uh, God has given me the gift of, of speaking. My voice is my gift, actually, in that way. And so I, um, I wanted to do the best I could for him, um, just to honor him with, with my voice. And, um, and he provided a way for me to do that. So. But you were memorizing Scripture just like you would memorize lines for a play. Mm-hmm. And yet you were memorizing as a believer, a born-again follower of Jesus Christ. I think that makes the difference, don't you? Yes, I do, Charles. Um, uh, you know, the, the, the stories in Scripture are just wonderful, and, um, and they're full of drama and, um, and so exciting. And um, there's so much in, in the words that, that, um, that, that have, have so much meaning. And, uh, and it's, it's a joy for me to, to actually be able to, to bring that forward, if I can. And when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, and that it was pleasant to the eyes, and a tree to be desired to make one wise, she took of the fruit thereof and did eat, and gave also unto her husband with her, and he did eat. And the eyes of them both were opened, and they knew that they were naked. And they sewed fig leaves together and made themselves aprons. And they heard the voice of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God amongst the trees of the garden. And the Lord God called unto Adam and said unto him, Where art thou? And he said, I heard thy voice in the garden, and I was afraid because I was naked, and I hid myself. And he said, Who told thee that thou wast naked? Hast thou eaten of the tree whereof I commanded thee that thou shouldest not eat? And the man said, The woman whom thou gavest to be with me, she gave me of the tree, and I did eat. And the Lord God said unto the woman, What is this that thou hast done? And the woman said, The serpent beguiled me, and I did eat. You're listening to The Great Stories Podcast, and that was a dramatic reading from our brand new project called Experience the Old Testament, Ten Stories of Deliverance. I'll share with you in a moment how you can get your copy of this double CD or the digital version. Ted, you've taken 10 Old Testament cuttings, I'll call them cuttings, Mm -hmm. sections. Yes. Um, Why did you decide to memorize and dramatically recite for us from the King James Version of the Bible? Um, I've always been a student of history. I, I... I love the the um, uh, the rhythm in the old King James version. Um, just the the way the language is put together is uh, is just so it's just a masterpiece, and uh, it just it just resonates with people. Well, it certainly does. And when I first heard you recite dramatically mm-hmm. a section out of the the Old Testament in the King James version, 
it struck me how the cadence in the King James actually follows along with the cadence of the Hebrew, the original language mm. uh, that that the Old Testament was written in, and that did it for me, Ted. Mm. I said, mm. "You've got to, you've got to do this, and you need to do this on Haven today." <laughs> and um, yes, and you, and you have. So you chose ten readings, and that's what we have for people. Mm-hmm. And any thoughts on how you chose these ten spots? to dramatically recite for us on Haven Today? Actually, I, I'm, a, I'm also a, a, a collector of old records, and I had a recording uh, of Scripture being read by uh, an actor called Charles Lawton, who was um, very well-known back in the 40s, 50s, 30s even. And um, so I looked at looked what, what he'd, he'd um, recorded, and uh, he, he had re- recorded some of those pieces, um, it did it in a very different way to me, but um, that was one of my um, inspirations. And um, I think I think there were about six recordings that he did that um, I, I repeated. So, why is it so powerful to hear God's word spoken aloud as opposed to just reading it in your mind? Well, um, it's it's only in recent history that people have been able to read the the word for themselves without having someone read it to them. I think, you know, since the medieval era, really, and I think I think the spoken voice was really important in the in the delivery of 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 the law. The children of Israel were you know were often made to gather together as a nation to listen to the law being read aloud and. Uh, uh, the worship meetings of the early church consisted of people gathering together to, to listen to epistles being read out loud. I was just reading Revelation myself this morning, and, uh, and it said, you know, let um, those who hear, let them understand what the Spirit says to the churches. Um, I think the human voice can imbue m- mere printed words with another dimension of expression. When you, when you think of the words of a Churchill or a Roosevelt at significant moments in history, it's their spoken delivery that uh, enhances the impact. The, just the way things are spoken, the different emphases that are made, that can help the words stick in the mind. Why these places in the Old Testament uh, did you select to read dramatically? Mm-hmm. I, I think what what um, moved me quite a bit was was realizing that um, not many people know these stories um, since uh, since the Bible was taken out of schools and uh, and uh, and so on um, not too many people are really familiar with these the greatest stories ever ever written and so I I chose the the most um, uh, well-known ones perhaps you know the ones that people should know and uh, and just put them forward and Isaac spake unto Abraham his father and said my father and he said here am I my son and he said behold the fire and the wood but where is the lamb for a burnt offering and Abraham said my son God will provide himself a lamb for a burnt offering. So they went, both of them together. And they came to the place which God had told him of. And Abraham built an altar there, and laid the wood in order, and bound Isaac his son, 
and laid him on the altar, upon the wood. And Abraham stretched forth his hand, and took the knife to slay his son. And the angel of the Lord called unto him out of heaven, and said, Abraham, Abraham. And he said, Here am I. And he said, Lay not thine hand upon the lad, neither do thou anything unto him. For now I know that thou fearest God, seeing thou hast not withheld thy son, thine only son, from me. And Abraham lifted up his eyes and looked, and behold, behind him a ram caught in a thicket by his horns. And Abraham went and took the ram, and offered him up for a burnt offering in the stead of his son. And Abraham called the name of that place Jehovah-Jireh, as it is said to this day, In the mount of the Lord it shall be seen. The book of Genesis, chapter 22, verses 1 to 13. You're listening to The Great Stories Podcast, and that was a dramatic reading from our brand new project called Experience the Old Testament, Ten Stories of Deliverance. Uh, Let's talk about your faith for a moment. Mm. And one of the questions that I always ask people uh, when I do an interview with them is, what does Jesus mean to you? Mm. So let me just ask you, Ted Staunton, out there in Surrey, British Columbia, Mm -hmm. what does Jesus mean to you? Well... Um, in my, when I was a young man, a youth, I, I was very much a churchgoer. I, I was in the Anglican church and uh, back in England. And, uh, but in my teen years, I turned away from him, and I became almost a persecutor of him. I, uh, I was an editor of a, a magazine um, in my art college days, and I used to uh, recruit articles that would be... Um, very anti-Christian, and um, and so I, I, re- I was very much a, re- a re- I had a very much a, a rebellious uh, spirit, and uh, that stayed with me when I emigrated in 1970, and I came to Canada, um, and I happened to meet my wife uh, a year a year later, and. Um, she, she and I met in the parking lot of the uh, of the uh, newspaper that we both worked at, and uh, we bang- began talking together. And uh, the conversation took a philosophical turn. And I, I said to her, "Well, what's life all about?" And she said, "It's about Jesus." And um, that kind of uh, took me aback for a moment. And then uh, she invited me to to come to a uh, a dinner that she was having with some friends that following evening, I think it was. And so I, I went there, uh, being a bachelor and not a very good cook. Um, that was appealing to me. So uh, so I, had, I came to this uh, meal, and uh, there were a crowd of young people, well, a few, few young people there. Um, and they, after the meal, they started reading the Bible. And, uh, you know, they opened the Bible and started talking about Jesus and so on. It was all very... Uh, different to me. It was um, very sort of unusual because I I, I had not heard, heard uh, anybody talk about Jesus outside of a church church building setting. So um, anyway, I, I found it very interesting and uh, 
three months later, I, we were married. <laughs> and uh, that same Bible study group that was together that evening, we are still meeting together 52 years later, so, and the same people. So uh, mm. the Bible study has continued, and Jesus came into my life, and, uh, and I, I, I knew that he had been knocking at my heart's door, but, he, but I didn't realize that all he wanted for me was to, to say, come in, you know, and take charge and, and, and be the ruler of my life. And he has, and, uh, and it's been wonderful since that day. Ted, you're going to make me emotional here. <laughs> I didn't anticipate that. Uh, our Lord Jesus not only called you mm-hmm. back to him, mm-hmm. but gave you Nadine as your wife of oh, all these years, and you guys are still happily married and have a family, and you've got grandchildren, and on and on it goes. Oh, yes. The Lord is good, isn't he? Oh, yes. Yeah. You know, he get, he gave us a, a help meet for us, and I... Uh, I'm just I'm just overwhelmed by by how wonderful my wife is. Mm. Can I can I share with you one more thing? Of course you can, Ted Staunton. <clears throat> I am um, one of the highlights of my life was going to Israel in in 2012 with the Haven of Rest Ministries. You you led the tour that tour group there, and uh, one of the places we stopped at was uh, Nazareth, and we stopped in at the uh, synagogue there. And uh, you um, persuaded me to read from Scripture the words that Jesus spoke at that time in that synagogue. Mm -hmm. And it was so Mm -hmm. meaningful to me um, to be standing in the place where Jesus stood and to read what he, the words he spoke at that time. And uh, that that is the highlight of my spiritual life. That that really encouraged me to to um, to start speaking, you know, to to begin um, delivering monologues. I never knew that. Mm-hmm. You've never shared that with me before, mm-hmm. Ted. Wow. Oh, Ted Staunton, thank you so much for sharing with us, just out of your personal life, mm. and not just the drama mm. of sharing scripture with right. us um, in Th- a bold way. Uh, thank you for joining mm. us on Haven today and giving us a little behind-the-scenes look at what you've done. Thank you so much, Charles. Thank you for joining us on Great Stories with Charles Morris. I had a great time with my friend Ted Staunton, and I so much appreciate his heart to share Christ through dramatic Scripture readings. And if you want to continue hearing Scripture brought to life like you heard earlier in this episode, then why don't you get a copy of Experience the Old Testament 10 Stories of Deliverance. It's a double CD, an hour and a half of dramatic readings from well-known passages in the Old Testament, accompanied by original music produced just for this project. From the fall of Adam and Eve to Nebuchadnezzar's fiery furnace, Scripture comes to life and takes center stage in a compelling and unforgettable way. You can get this on CD or digital download. Just go to haventoday.org and we'll get it to you as our thanks for your gift to Haven Ministries. Every dollar you contribute goes to producing more All About Jesus content, including the podcast you're listening to now, haventoday.org, to make your gift and request your copy. 
And if you want to hear more content like what you heard on today's episode, subscribe wherever you find your podcasts. And if you enjoyed this episode, why don't you help us get the word out? Leave us a five-star review. You can also go to our website and sign up for our weekly email and discover additional episodes posted on the blog. And as always, thank you for joining me once again on Great Stories with Charles Morris. Charles Morris.